How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to your favorite swim bait podcast, Scales and Tails, episode 59. We're we're closing in on 60 and uh, 59 episodes. That's that's crazy. I know I said that the last one, but you know it's pretty crazy. But today we're joined by another bait maker. We haven't had a bait maker on in a little while. We're joined by Mr. Edwin Chardone tonight, who is the the guy behind Legal Dope Swim Baits. Who I'm sure you guys are very very uh, uh, what's the word? uh very familiar familiar with um but i will let edwin introduce himself and we'll get the ball rolling here tonight i think it's going to be a super good episode and i'm excited to uh to hear from edwin tonight <laughs> uh what's happening man my name is edwin edwin chardone and uh i with my daughter and uh son created legal dope swim baits oh yeah man so uh just decide trying to decide where we'll start here i guess we'll we'll start like before before the swim baits even got around how did you get into fishing like when when did that kind of click for you uh i was born in uh plainsfield new jersey to a uh puerto rican mother and father they were first generation mainland uh puerto ricans so i mean when they lived off of uh off of the land we were their, their families both my mother and my father's family were really poor. They come from really poor, you know, place and yeah, yep. really poor background. So they never had a, so we had to eat, you know, we had to fish to eat, you know? Yeah. Yep. So uh, when they came here to the United States, they just kept the same, taught us when we were young, we used to fish for, in that area at that time, we were fishing for like salmon and creeks, you know? And that's yeah. what I started to learn how to fish first, you know, uh, playing with flies and <laughs> you know, uh, power bait, you know? Yeah. But uh, the way it started there. So, uh, over the years, you know, uh, I just always stay fishing with my family. Uh, so as a matter of fact, when I was about seven or eight, we ended up moving to Puerto Rico and that's when I really started getting really deep into fishing, you know, but we live really close to salt water. So, uh, and it really wasn't fishing like with rods and stuff like that. Uh, we'd go basically noodling with our hands for like shrimp, crabs, uh, you know, things like that. I mean, we wade for hours and hours through very, very complex creeks and, you know, rainforest water systems in Puerto Rico, put our hands in rocks, go to lagoons, put our hands in lagoons, get lobsters, crabs. And, yeah, you know, at the time, my family was really good at this stuff, man. I mean, uh, we grew up doing and we used to fish with nets to catch uh, ballyhoo, which people use for bait. You know what I mean? Uh, when they're fishing saltwater. But, you know, being, you know, poor, you know, when they ran, we catch them to eat. And we yeah. fry them whole, you know, fry them whole, extra crispy, uh, you know, tribal style, never gutted them, you know what I mean? Just fry right, them. Yeah. And we fry them by the hundreds, you know, put a newspaper down, get some sauces and, you know, go to town, you know. Uh, and I remember, you know, you know, uh, things happening to me while I was fishing. Uh, they told me, oh, don't get in the water, you know, it's jellyfish infested while we're catching for these fish. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. young, you know, I didn't care. So I got in the water. So long story short, I got to feel what it was like to be stung by uh, jellyfish, not once, but twice, and a bee in the same day, because on the way back from being stung once, I thought there was a dead bee floating in front of me, and I tried to knock it out of the way. He attached to my hand and stung me, too. So it was a horrible... <laughs> it was did, one of the uh, days anybody... fishing for Ballyhoo with my family with the net. Yeah. It was extremely painful. Did but, anybody uh, uh, pee on you for the jellyfish? Anybody piss on I you? I peed on myself, but it doesn't work. Hey, it's that, that's the best-case scenario. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely a myth, man. Uh, there's really nothing that can... Uh, it's the worst, some of the worst pain that I've ever uh, uh, experienced, you know what I mean? And it was just small uh, jellyfish. But mind you, my stepdad and my grandpa at the time were getting stung from uh, head to toe. When they got out of the water, they were stung over 100 times throughout their whole body. 
Jeez. And I mean, they were fish. I mean, when they were fishing, they've been doing this since they was kids. I mean, they were, you know, uh, they were called Hibaro where we are in Puerto Rican, basically just farmers that live off the land. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So uh, they they just ate what they caught. You know, uh, our, my whole, my grandma, my mom, around our house, we grew all our agriculture. You know what I mean? Bananas, mm -hmm. mangoes, and you know what I mean? Whatever. You know, we had all that stuff. So uh, we were pretty humble growing up, man. Very poor, you know, for the portion of my life that my, you know, after my dad uh, kind of, you know, my dad and my mom kind of separated and, you know, it kind of got a little, but I've always fished, you know what I mean? Uh, throughout yeah. the time, you know, growing up, uh, later on in life, we moved back to the United States. Uh, my stepdad ended up enjoying the fish crappie. And uh, since he grew up fishing for like tilapia and peacock and all that stuff in Puerto Rico, I mean, he was really good with jigs, man. So he came down here. We cleaned up with crappie, man. We were strapped, you know, uh, fishing rods to the bicycles, man, and ride them miles, man, to go to a lake and stuff like that, man, and jig all day for trout and uh, and crappie, you know, and every once in a while, man, catch a largemouth bass playing around with a crankbait, but it was never my uh, mission to get in the largemouth bass. As a matter of fact, uh, you might be even familiar with this uh, because where you're from, but I was from, you know, we had moved back to Kansas when we came back from Puerto Rico oh, okay. the second time. So uh, walleye was my first love as oh. far as I was old enough to understand fishing and, and get into it as a teenager. You know what I mean? Yeah. What I mean, get into it is get into like the St. Croix rods and, and I mean, really get into this. And I ended up uh, going really hard for years, man, fishing walleye first, you know. Yeah. And uh, never really got into largemouth bass fishing, man. But mind you, like I said, let me go back a little bit. Being from Puerto Rico towards the end, like when we would go uh fishing for fish like uh deep sea fishing with my family or or you know shore fishing or whatever you know what i mean for like yeah. permit they, they they eat permit man uh um red snapper you know what i mean like my family loves a bunch of those fish groupers you know like the smaller groupers you know, like the uh, yeah. i don't you know i don't they know all that stuff now i was too you know i was too young then but now they still do it till this day so um you know and we use soft big old soft baits you know, so we've been throwing them, in and, and then when we ended up moving to Kansas fishing for these walleye, we learned that in Kansas, uh, during these times, guys was targeting flatheads with gigantic swim baits, and this is the 90s. As a matter of fact, you guys can call right now, and there's a history of gigantic swim baits for flatheads on the Turtle Creek River. Matter of fact, the, the, the tackle shop on that river has pictures with, you know, in mounts and, and a yeah. large flatheads, Kansas flatheads, 80 to 100 pound fish being oh caught on, you know, seven to eight inch paddle tails. Yeah. So I got into that. You know what I mean? I got into getting uh, uh, out, you know, while fishing for wildlife, mm -hmm. since we were at a spot that had big flatheads, we would tie on big old, you know, pogies, you know, uh, yes. basically the same size as a battle shad. What we, what we would use now, you know, compared, it was basically like a big old uh, bass tricks. Okay, you know yeah. I mean? That's what we would use, you know. And the shop made them. And they oh. still make them now when you can buy them. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. and this was years ago in the 90s when it started. And you can call them right now and they'll tell you all about it. Turtle Creek Lake, uh, it's in Manhattan, Kansas, you know, where K-State's at. Yeah, it's yep. really cool stuff. So, yeah. And this was back when I was 17, 18 years. I mean, we were really young targeting these gigantic flathead with these paddle tail swim baits so that's when i heard people doing it for bass you know what i mean yeah. uh bush brown and you know uh mickey ellis and and i still didn't do it then you know what i mean uh, right. i had just already knew you know uh, we were still using you know uh 
smaller swim baits to fish for walleye, you know? Yeah. And I don't know if you want to get into the portion of my story about, you know, <laughs> I don't know if you just want me to keep on. I don't know where. Oh, you're no, dude, that. like, like literally like just, just t t say your life story. Like it's, uh, okay. Okay. It's well, yeah. So, so mind you, you know, I was young doing this stuff, man. And, yeah, yeah. uh, but throughout all these years, man, that I was fishing, like I've said in the podcast, I was still, a, you know, I was, I was doing this because my family taught me this, but I was still in the streets. You know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. always grew up getting in trouble. You know what I mean? And when I mean getting in trouble, we were doing bad stuff. You know what I mean? Like, right, yeah. Uh, I ended up going to prison several times. I was locked up, you know, as a juvenile several times. My brother got shot in the stomach by a crip. You know, I got locked up for shooting somebody at 15 when I was just, you know, when I was 15 years old, you know, locked up in and out of juvenile uh, nonstop. You know what I mean? Fishing was never something that it was like to, it was just like the only thing we ever did that was for fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. But aside yeah. from doing that, we were still out there, you know, being idiots. And there was gaps that I didn't even fish, didn't care to. Matter of fact, I only gravitated to it when I thought I wanted to do good in life. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I wanted to pick something up to to not get myself into trouble anymore, something positive. But sometimes the drugs win. You know what I mean? Sometimes that lavish lifestyle, man, of fast money is what, you know, uh, I wanted to do, you know, uh, rather that. Now, mind you, this whole time, I'm also having kids. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. My children, which are here, uh, here with me right now, I had my son uh, when I was 20 years old, you know, and I had my daughter, but I was already with their mother raising kids that she had. You know what I mean? So yeah. it, it, there's so much that it would have to be like a, a specific thing. You know what I mean? Like you would just have to ask me, you know. Uh, specific timeline questions or whatever because i'm old for one i'm 45 years old so yeah. you know i'm in 10 years of those 45 i was literally locked up like behind the walls for five and i lived a pretty uh your favorite swim bait podcast is now proudly sponsored by leviathan rods leviathan rods is a texas-based fishing rod company that's handcrafted and uses high-end made in the usa rod blanks Every sale from Leviathan helps support foster youth and their families. With Leviathan Rods, you're not only going to feel a difference, but you're going to help make a difference too. Friends of the show will also get 20% off their rod purchases by using code SCALES20 at checkout. So whether you're fishing a depth 250 or a square bill, make sure you're using the best rod choice out there, Leviathan Rods. Extreme life, you know, because I was about that life while I was doing it. You know what yeah. I mean? I was very extreme in it, you know what I mean? There wasn't no, uh, there was no stop for me. When it was time to gangbang, we were doing it as much as possible, man. And with the people that were the most feared, you know what I mean? Out there doing the absolute worst than we possibly could, you know? And this is me and my brother. You know, I got a brother that's only a year younger than me that's actually 20 times more violent. And we were out there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, doing what, you know, uh, you, you know, living life like a movie. And, right. uh, you know, and, and a lot of drugs, man. And, uh, both of us, you know, between him being shot and me shooting people and and just living that. I mean, it never my mother. So, I mean, you got to understand we come from a Puerto Rican household that's never had anything. They came over here to America and my mama started selling drugs. So we started taking turns selling crack with my mom and my brothers. And we're just all living in a crack house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, mom ended up getting raided. You know, uh, they ended up getting in trouble. My dad ended up doing time. Uh, they ended up going back home to Puerto Rico. They ain't never been back to live since. You know, uh, and this was back in the 90s, you know, where this portion of that part of my life happened. You know, yeah. uh, I was on my own, 
you know, a uh, very young age, you know, uh, because of that, you know. Right. And uh, so, I mean, uh, where I'm at now, man, is from, you know, real grace, because I had took a first bid around 2002. And that bid was for aggravated robbery, criminal possession of a, no, it wasn't. Was that what it was? Criminal possession of a firearm, I think, because I was definitely a felon as a juvenile and crossed over too as a felon. So I wasn't supposed to have a gun at the time. I but I had got kicked out of uh, the kid's mother's house. I was, I mean, it was no excuse. I just did what I had to do to survive for that night. It was cold. And uh, once I did it, I kind of felt bad for it. And I blatantly didn't turn myself in, but I kind of did. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. so I took my bumps for that, got locked up the first time. Lost my kids, you know. I was I didn't see my kids for that first five years, you know. I was locked up behind the walls in Hutchison Correctional Facility, and um, so I did all that time and only seen them in court because they wanted me to give up my rights to them in court. And since I was a prisoner, I couldn't fight it in trial because how was I going to fight one of those cases while I was on trial? Yeah. So I basically lost rights to the kids that are sitting here with me now. I had to fight for that. So I'm just going to tell you about that later. So uh, I'm going through this, my first prison bid, man, and I was bad. Like, I was still on that mentality. So I went into that particular bid bad as hell. So there's no guns in prison. And I was big. And when I was young, we were workout big. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? We were huge. You know what I'm saying? And I was bad as hell. And I was always big. And there's no guns in prison. You know what I mean? So, you know, there's, there's like, there's not much you can do when you're in a cell with somebody like me. But give me what I asked for. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know what I mean? So, so I had uh, that life, my first, you know, I was very, you know, stupid, violent, you know, I extorted a lot. Nobody took care of me. I was by myself. So because of that, I was in a hole a lot. Because of that, I was always, you know, uh, uh, in trouble. You know what I mean? Because of that situation, I was always in trouble, man. And uh, I never really got out of trouble for that whole first five years. Didn't care about anything. At that point in time, I didn't think about Nobody else uh, but myself and my situation. I was young and stupid, you know? Yeah. And uh, so I paid for that. When it was time for me to release, they released me at the door with nothing. Remember, I don't have a family here in the United States. My mom is first generation here, so we don't have no cousins, nieces, nephews. So when it was time to go to that gate, there's nobody I could call. And there's no cousins or nephews. There's no mothers or fathers or uncles that can come and get me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just there uh, by myself. So, uh, and they released me with $100. You know, they released me with a with 100 bucks. So, uh, I just dived right back into what I knew with that 100 bucks. That was it. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that 100, I just, you know. <laughs> I flipped it and flipped it, and I ended up getting in, uh, in, in, uh, started that life again. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. I thought that I was going to get away with it because, look, I'm just dealing with marijuana. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? I ended up getting a place to stay because it was the only way I knew from, but I was still living that lifestyle. So me as a parolee at that time, I remember getting out and going back to Topeka, Kansas, after releasing to try to find my kids going to different places. And at that point in time, I couldn't find Lorraine and Edwin, my children, you know? Yeah. And uh, but mind you, I was still doing this stuff. I wasn't out, but now they're eight months. And uh, because I thought that this was the right thing that I was doing, because I thought I wasn't going to get in trouble for uh, dealing, smoking and selling marijuana. You know what I mean? Because it's just weed in a college town. You know, Manhattan, Kansas is where I parole to. 
Yeah. You know? yeah. So uh, long story short, they ended up treating me or, or uh, investigating me like I was selling crack cocaine. Oh, and uh, I ended up getting, uh, you know, raided for, I ended up selling a cop 340 bags of uh, Bud and they mm-hmm. railroaded me since I was already a felon and been to prison. Yeah. They gave me five years for that case. Jeez, so I'm dude. back. You know what I mean? So now I'm 30 some years old. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of everything. So I say, when I go into this bid, I'm going to change everything. You know what I mean? I'm going to go in, do everything I'm supposed to be doing. Right. And I'm going to get out, get my kids, change my life, you know, the whole nine. So I went in. Uh, it started off, you know, me just doing my time because I really don't do nothing until your final last two years. So I served my first three years without getting in trouble, which were insure good benefits at the end of your sentence as a model inmate, you know? Yeah. So I was able to get a private industry job, which was a job that you get paid regular wage. You get a job at a regular job, you know, in the public, uh, which the job that I was offered was cross manufacturing, was building hydraulic cylinders for like John Deere and all the companies we know, you know, guys, everybody uses for farming, you know, building those hydraulic cylinders. So I failed the first interview Waited another six months, did another interview, and finally got the job. Uh, so I was making eleven twenty-five an hour starting as a prison inmate. So what they'll do is they'll wake us up, cart us to work, cart us back. We save yep. our money because you can only spend $180 a month on canteen. So basically, you're just saving all your money. Yeah. So to ensure you get out with, you know, twenty or $30,000 and have a good life. So, yeah, I did right. that, man. I did that with my bid. I also did a lot of uh, college. I took a lot of courses. Okay. I got a manufacturing skills course, uh, course learned how to read, uh, you know, complex blueprints. And it helped me with my lure building now, you know. Uh, I ended yeah. up getting CertiPort, uh computer classes, you know, uh, certificates of graduation for that, you know. And a yeah. few other things, you know what I mean? Just what they were given for free, I took all of it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, long story short, that situation I released. Uh, oh, while I was in there, I was already fighting hard to try to get my kids back. So I was talking to all the agencies. By their time, their mom couldn't handle them, and they were in the system. So I really had to get them out. So by that, I called the places, you know, the placements or where they were at. Said, hey, man, look, I got a job. When I get out, I'll be able to have a vehicle, a home. I've been saving money. I just want to get my kids back, you know. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the social workers were like, you know, you're going to be on parole, and you're going to have to show us. I was like, I'll do whatever. So just like they wanted me to do, before I even got out, I had an apartment. You know, I had already uh, took care of everything. When I released, I released to a home. Or I released to a vehicle, you know, that I had bought for myself. And, you know, um, uh, I was in the same town. So I ended up paroling to the same town in the same job, you know. Uh, yeah, so I kept yeah. that job, and by that time I was making twelve fifty, and this was in a very small town in Lewis, Kansas. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of money, and I was yeah, making that yeah. money at, as a prison inmate. And another triumphant story is, is I guess I'll say this because my drive, even though I was in that situation, was always hard as hell, man. Trying to trying to do what I could because I remember getting that job, and they put me on the bill table, trying to humiliate me, thinking that I wasn't going to be able to work as hard as anybody else. I've always been a bigger dude, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, uh, so. I outworked everybody. They changed the job to fit me because I was the fastest. And long story short, by the time I paroled, I wasn't even working on the bill table no more. I was an inmate that ended up applying for a corporate job as a clerk and ended up getting a corporate job as an inmate. So I was getting off of a prison bus, bro, 
dressed in my prison clothes, yeah. going to work in an office. I beat out over 30 people for applications as a prison inmate. They were free. People from the free world were applying for these jobs, and they wouldn't get it. And if you don't Not understand what private industry, I think you can look it up on YouTube. We're really inmates that are going to regular jobs out in public. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like regular yeah. work. And it's not even work release. You know what I mean? We're talking about you're still in prison. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But you're going to work in regular jobs. It's your blessing for people that work hard like me because I saved money and I was able to get out, you know, like I said, get fight in court, do whatever I had to do to get my kids back. You yeah, know, and sure. long story short, got my kids back. So now we're all three of us are dealing with. How are we going to go on with life? I just got, you know, I haven't been around him. It was literally 10 years of me being away. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. So, you know, I have to. So now how are these relationships going to go? You know? Yeah. Uh, right. Me and my children, you know, I already been through a lot. I mean, a lot has happened uh, in between. You know what I mean? So now I have to let them, you know, get my kids to understand that, you know, uh, you know, I was, you know, I was. You know, I was young. I was stupid. You know what I mean? Uh, what do I have to do to show you guys? You know, uh, I work hard, man. I always make sure that I'll be able to take care of you guys, man. Show you everything I need to show you. Uh, you know, just be a proper father, yeah. man. Great, yeah. you know. Show them I love them. Show them that I can, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah, so that's sure. where my journey started, man, on 100% full-blown uh positivity you know what i mean my daughter's crying <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? cry. but but you know so you struggle all this time man and you do what you can and i had the feeling the whole time that it, that it possibly could have been that they would have hated me that it was too late you know what i mean right. yeah, uh, yeah my son was understanding from the get you know it, the conversation was very short i even posted it on facebook how he how he came to me after sending him a message after 10 years you know what i mean and he just wanted to make sure i am who i was so he was asking me you know like what's my mom's name and yeah yeah you know what i mean who's this and who's that you know and then so i had to create that relationship with a young man you know what i mean uh, yeah and uh you know then my daughter came and i had to learn you know as a man that's been to prison lived yeah. a rough life how to raise a girl Right. And anybody that's watching and anybody that's been part of my life, man, that followed me on Facebook, that's been in the groups, uh, knows that Lorraine is also an extremely well-seasoned angler. She fishes yeah. as good as everybody else. She's been throwing yeah. swim baits. She's been throwing swim baits longer than 95% of the community as of now. Uh, she's an amazing gal, man. And I was able to teach a young lady how to be a woman as a father that's already left. And, you know, and came back and been through what he's been through. So that's cool stuff, man. You know, and anybody that's been over that follow us and knows and, and been around Lorraine and uh, stuff like that, man, they, they know, you know, how, how beautiful of a show she is, man. How I was able to, to, to still be there quick enough to, to not let her go over, you know, because most young yeah. ladies, you know. So, yeah, so, you know, I was, I'm able to be a proper, put her through, I mean, uh, finished, I was able to dress my daughter for prom, be able to buy a prom dress, you know what I mean, and, and do yeah. all that kind of stuff. Uh, both my kids ended up graduating high school, you know what I mean, and uh, I was able to, you know, uh, watch my daughter graduate, and both my kids watch them, you know, graduate high school, and I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, surreal, you know, so, 
it's what I was supposed to have been doing this whole time. So over the years, I never really asked for like uh, accolades or anything on it or because it was what I was supposed to have been doing, even though it is something I'm doing by myself. It's still, you know, my responsibility to do. Yeah. So, you know, as a man, I don't really take, uh, you know, I always turn that type of talk down. Oh, man, you're such a good father, man. You're single dad, blah, blah, blah. Man, dude, if you're not a man, then you you wouldn't do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Yeah. it's what we're supposed to do. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what do you expect? So, yeah, I'm I'm pretty humble in that regard, man, that I'm just doing my duty, man, as a father, man, to finish raising my kids correctly, you know? And yeah, we dude. all come with we all come with issues, man. Like uh, throughout the time, my children's you know acquired PTSD. You know what I mean? Mental health issues. You know that we've yeah. had to work through. You know those medications when I got them back that I had to take them off and just show them love. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. We've been you know really well, and and like I said, because of our unity, because of the way we are, because of the love we have, we were able to create this. You know, uh, we were able to make a. Uh, this company, you know, because uh, after you know when I released or whatever, and I ended up getting my kids back. That's when I started picking up. It was 2013 when mm-hmm. I started fishing, you know, and then I wanted to fish for bass, you know, yeah. and then I got into swim baits. You know, I met all the guys, you know what I mean, that I've been knowing for so many years, you know, yeah, yeah. and uh, I fished them for many, many years. I'm when I mean I fished them, I fished all of them. Mm-hmm. Like I fished. Uh, everything like you guys can go back to my. Uh, I mean, I, I Badlands ain't there no more. The old nation ain't there no more. But yeah, like, yeah. like there's a uh, me for a long time, man. And I've been fishing swim baits for a while, man. And I fished all of this, all the baits, you know, over the years, man. Uh, you know, everything from Hinkles to Pats, right? You know, and this is back, you know, back then, you know, we were going really hard. It was like 2015, 16, 17, mm-hmm. 18. You know, that's when we really started, you know, uh, going real hard and, and, and Lorraine was doing real good. And this was in Kansas, man, where the fish wasn't really that big, but we were catching five yes. and sixes on a regular, all on swim baits, you know. And uh, we got, you know, I ended up getting a following from a lot of friends, man. And uh, I'm glad that I did because it ended up working out for me, man, you know, when I started building, you know. Right. Because... I wasn't one of these guys that just jumped into the been in a swim bay game for a week and was like, oh, man, those are cool. I'm going to just learn how to make one. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've legit, yeah. I've legit been fishing these damn things, man, for forever. When the first yeah. time flashes and stuff came out, uh, when all that, you know, when the phonies first came out, you know, when all of them, you know, I've been fishing all that stuff, you know, for I've been paying attention and fishing and watching the inner workings of his baits and how different people do it for years. You know what I mean? Right. So when it was time to build them, man, I had a lot of mind on how I wanted them to swim. I had a lot of, because I know I'm, I'm, I'm an able fisherman enough to know what I like and want. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. Know how things should work. Uh, knowing, you know, uh, how many different water type of water columns you can hit with one bait. Mm-hmm. And uh, he can make baits that are versatile or if you want him to make uh, straight weights, you know what I mean? I'm an angler. I just went today and used some wax worms just so I could have fun and catch 30 bluegills. You know, yeah. I'll never go hungry. I've been fishing since I was a kid. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just, you know, so, I'm, you know, this is, as of right now, I'm just, it's pretty surreal, you know? Right, yeah. You go, sure. you go through all that, you know, and and... 
you know, swim baits. You know, like that's what. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting here building swim baits, picking up a piece of wood. Anyway, so <laughs> we are uh, we build now according to what we try to be as different as possible. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And what I mean as different as possible, man, I try to stretch profiles and make them look goofy and and give give it your own twist. Yeah, I just try to put my own twist on, man, because so yeah. many people's stuff look the same, man. And throughout my building, that's one thing nobody's been able to say about my stuff. I get I get reached out a lot, you know. And people reach out and 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 order my baits, you know, nonstop, you know, because they're like, dude, it's just different, you know. I want it, you know what I mean? Yeah. All this, stuff, and I come across your page. You have like eighty five profiles, you know, you know that says very different, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm like, well, yeah, man. And we just we put a lot, we do a lot. I've I've worked. I know what it's like to work for like twenty nine cents a day. You know what I mean? Right. <clears throat> so this is me doing. You know, working as hard as I can, man. To and mind you, this is just lure building. You know, um, I'm not nobody important, so I don't feel myself ever getting rich from this. You know, uh, or you know, I hope someday I come up with something cool enough that somebody would be like, "Hey, man, I want to buy that idea without copying it from you." You know. Make a yeah. whole bunch of ABS tiny tones or something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. And maybe yeah. that'll help my family more, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, where I don't have to work too hard or whatever. Because right now, it's just a job or a business, man, that we're blessed to have like everybody else has their job uh, and, or their business. You know, we wake yeah. up. Yeah. We work many, many, many hours, man. Uh, it's not easy. The demand is high for the most part. So we have to make a lot. And uh, I don't get no time off, man. There's no vacations, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I you know, we, we, yeah, we build, you know, uh, most of our life away, man. Basically, just work our life away and and blessed that we can, you know. Yeah, dude, for sure. Um, rounded back to that second time you were in the system. Was it uh, what kind of clicked? Where you're like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a job while I'm in here, and I'm I'm just gonna go down the straight and narrow, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put the train back on the tracks. Well, because I felt that that's what I was doing then. I felt that I was taking the steps, even though that they wasn't right. Right. Yeah. Try to do whatever it took at the time to better myself, but like I said, I justified things mentally. I wasn't right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was wrong. You know, so I ended up getting in trouble for something that I thought I never would, but I was mentally thinking that I was going to... So by the time I ended up getting in trouble for that, unbelievably to me, it was already it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just... I mean, I, I was tired, man. I was already old. I can't believe I'm about to go back mm-hmm. to the joint, go through that whole process again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I didn't think that, you know, I would have never thought, you know, that that was going to happen. They made an example out of me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And uh, they put me away, man, for that long for... I sold an undercover cop three $20 bags of marijuana, man. That's fucking, that's so crazy, dude. Like it's, it, uh, it, fuck, I don't even know. Um, I, I was, I have said it before. I was a corrections officer for like a year in a, in a little small, tiny jail, but like some of the petty, like some of the petty shit that people would get brought in on and, you know, stuff like that. I was just like, are you serious? Like you guys really went out of your way to go pick this guy up to bring him here so he can be here for, you know, three months while he gets sentenced to whatever. I'm like, are you serious? Like, it's just, I don't know, dude. It's uh, it's, it's a odd, crazy, weird thing. And I, you know, I I don't complain getting in trouble, brother, for that's why I don't complain. I mean, I was, let me just, that case, man, I can't complain about, man, my last bid. 
or even my first bit, man, because we was bad. We got away with a lot. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean, so it was it was me. It was God or whatever talking to me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Telling me to calm down, especially the second time, man. And I listened. You know, it was over with. Yeah. There's no way at my age that I can keep on doing that, man. Getting in trouble and keep on going back at some point in time. You just have to. Dude, yeah, it's so fucking crazy. So how long was it after you got out and you kind of you got back on the straight and narrow and everything that you started tinkering around, tinkering around with baits and kind of getting back into that side of the fishing stuff? Okay, so fishing lures. Uh, do you mean building when I started around the time that I started building with baits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, the thing that happened is, is that uh see i was in kansas first so i thought i was gonna chase my dreams and fishing then and i started and i went with another builder and started helping him build lures you know Uh, that didn't work out so a guy here in texas gave me a job as a freight broker so i moved here from arizona trained me and then i ended up starting to be a freight broker i enjoyed that job covid came and i got laid off so now what am i gonna do so basically when they laid me off, me as a freight broker was making a lot of money, you know what I mean? Considering yeah. for the area, you know, especially. Yeah. So when it was time for me to get my unemployment, they gave me the max plus all the enhancements that they were given at the time. For COVID, yeah. So it was actually more from COVID mm-hmm. than money that I was making yeah. from my job, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I also knew that I had to look for a job. Yeah, it wasn't so I was never forever. complacent, but instead yeah. of looking for a job, uh, I invested into a business mm-hmm. or myself. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was, I didn't know it was going to go anywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm the dumbest. I can tell by my, fa- my past track record that I'm a complete idiot. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I've never been able to do anything correct. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've never been able to do anything, brother. I've made mistakes. A lot more than what I've I've done right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. so I, I it was it. You know, I told myself there's no way that I can't do this. I've used what I've learned and I'm gonna make my own baits. Brother, we started off with clay. Uh you know, and mind you, it was COVID and I was worried about COVID because of my weight, you know, I am obese. And that's why at the time, you know, they were like, Oh no, you know, there, you're not, you know, those guys are just dropping off. You know what I mean? And I'm older. I'm not young. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I came with comorbidities. So me just saying, Hey, I'm gonna go look for jobs so I can go work around people. Right. During this COVID just wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I started looking for jobs from home while I started playing with clay. Uh, that stuff was just ugly. So I picked up wood and I would lock myself up in the room, man. Yeah. 24. I mean, I literally just kept on picking up. I'd work, man, till my hands were cut up, numb. I just kept on doing it nonstop. Yeah, I just kept on doing it, brother. We just kept on rolling. I just kept on going, kept on going. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've, I've screwed myself up, man. Cut myself up. Hooks all through my body, including my belly. Uh, you know, until... I learned, you know, until everything started looking decent and swimming decent. And then for a long time, I didn't sell anything. I gave away, like, dude, like, I just gave away a bunch of baits when I first started, like, literally hundreds of them to all my friends. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I started giving baits away. And they all started catching fish with them. And uh, it just accumulated over time, people wanting them. And uh, I was getting, because I I didn't know how to make many, so... 
I was just selling 10 or 15 here and there. But while I was doing it, I was learning production. You know, I was learning new methods to make it quicker. You know, so by the time I'm to the tiny tum profile, I've gotten, you know, very, very good at what I was doing. And the tiny tums happened to be an extreme hit. Uh, And that was kind of it. That's crazy. I mean, I I think I sold 600 tiny tums last year. Piss. That's a couple. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's insane, man. I sold a lot of them. There's there's something to be said about taking a chance on yourself. I mean, that's that's like everybody wants to do that. Everybody wants to start X Y Z. They they want to be successful doing something they like. And I think there's something to be said of investing in yourself and sticking with it. And I mean, you, you just talked about cutting yourself up and you know just just beating your body to the max, getting carving this stuff out of wood and messing around with clay and stuff. And there's something to be said to do it and not only do it well, but stick with it. I mean, you've been doing it for what now? Going on two years, three years? Yeah, two years. Yeah, dude. So, I mean, looking back on it, those those couple months where you were just, you know, physically abusing yourself to get to this point, it's like, holy crap, like, that was so worth it. And in looking back on it, you probably didn't even think that you'd be to this point yet, I'm sure. No, man. I Like I said, I never thought that I was going to be anything, brother. I was just a guy that yeah had been in trouble all his life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and done bad stuff. And I have never been able to create anything but turmoil. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. So to be creative at all, mm-hmm. to, be, to be something like this is ha- that, that, that just happened like this, man. I don't, I still to this day, man, I'm very grateful, you know. That I yeah. can now pick up a wood. And mind you, everything I do is freehand. I don't use a measuring tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything I do from, I mean, the whole bait, I do it with my hands. You know what I mean? Right. And, uh, you know, um, yeah, I don't use a rulers or you get what I make. And that's why I love uh, what I do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because when I make them. I don't use anything, man. It comes straight from my head, you know? Yeah. yeah. I take a picture. Well, basically, the picture is from online, but I mean, the shapes mm-hmm. and how everything goes, man, that's all done from just my mind and my hands, right. you know, because I don't use uh, uh, any, there's no measuring tools, brother, in any base, not even for the lip slot, uh, the tail slot. So when you were getting like tiny tums and nuisances, those come from, you know, straight chiseled baits, not yeah. like stuff that people use, like, a bunch of saws on and use mm-hmm. measuring tools. All this stuff, man, is a knife and a piece of wood. Yeah. You know? Damn, so, uh, yeah, so it's different. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. a bit different than, than, uh, than, you know, I draw on with my hands, my old gill ones, you know, on mm-hmm. both sides. Yeah. So they're never the same on each side, but I take pride on my base being like that, handmade. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, no additives, no preservatives. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Up until the do baby though, because the do baby since it's a glide, I wanted it straight and symmetrical. I mm-hmm. sent that one off to be three D printed. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So when when you first started making these baits and stuff and sending them out, what what like? I mean, when you got that first fish fish picture, you had to be like, oh my gosh, like there like there's guys not only fishing this bait but fishing this bait and catching fish on it. Like that has to be such a crazy feeling for you. Yeah, at the I'm glad that then two years ago. Mm-hmm. that happened it wasn't now yeah uh, because i probably would have had a heart attack 
<laughs> but you know, it was beautiful. You know what I mean? Like, um, I can't. It was like, it was. I couldn't believe it for a while. You know what I mean? I thought, you know, you never. It's hard to explain, man. And I don't want to be. It's, and I don't want to be rude. You know what I mean? No, no, I know. It's uh, but, uh it's it's very odd to put everything you have into a product and maybe either sell that product or put that product out for people and to get a response of people enjoying it as much as you enjoyed making it. And, you know, it's, it just, it blows you away. I mean, obviously podcasts different than bait making, but the fact that I put out episodes and, you know, 800 to 1500 people listen to an episode, it's like, holy shit. Like, like it's, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's absolutely bizarre. It's beautiful too, man, because when you create something and it works out, it feels really good. Yeah, dude. You know, it feels really good, especially when, I mean, I don't know, man. I wish to be smart, man, and to be sharp. Like, you're young, man, and you're getting it right, you know. Uh, Just do, do as much as you can, man, while you have your youth correctly so you won't be my age doing what kids are doing now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just right now. I'm just old and burnt out, man. Trying to chase, you know, something that I'll probably never have. I just want to be able to own a home. Right. I want to be able to one day buy a brand new car, like you know, a regular person can. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely want to be able to, you know, uh, I'm at, I'm at the age where I was where I would have been there a long time ago. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But here I am, man. In the years that I'm supposed to be, you know, uh coming down and, you know, and, and coming close to retirement and, and, yeah you know, and this is now is when I'm, uh, I'm doing this, you know, and yeah, busting your hump and it's not, and I gave up a long time ago, man. But at this point I owe it to my kids to leave them something, uh, everything that they've ever been through the damages and you know, or whatever, it was all because of me. <laughs> so I have to figure out a way, man, to leave them with something Something is theirs. Maybe put something into my family. I come from yeah. a very, poor, very poor, destitute family in Puerto Rico. Generations of poor people, mm-hmm. and there's nothing, and there's no generational wealth. We yeah. have nothing in our family, and there's nothing in our name. So if I can make this something, uh, I can have something that my family will be forever remembered by. You know? Hell yeah, dude. Do you think if you would have gotten in trouble that second time? Do you think that you would be here doing no. this with, with making baits or anything? No. No. I wasn't. Yeah. That was not the life that I was. At that time, the business and the mind frame that I had then, you know, wasn't nowhere near. I mean, the fishing was sporadic. As a matter of fact, that time when I got out on that that stretch, I didn't fish at all. Yeah. That was the problem. You know what I mean? Right. That was the problem. I didn't reach out to try to do something positive then. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everything happened, you know, uh, and if I did, it was just for a very small amount of time in between because I wanted to take a girl out. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Or whatever. You know what I mean? Because, it, you know, so no, man, uh, I didn't start hardcore back with fishing until. Until the last until my last I got out last time and I needed to latch on to the most positive thing possible, the most positive. Right people possible and man did you guys show up yeah that's what i was about to ask was do you remember like so you're giving away these baits and stuff do you remember like the first time 
that guys are like adamantly hitting you up and like, hey man, like like I want X Y Z. Can you make it? And then, do you remember like when when the demand first started for you? Oh, it was well after a year. Right. Yeah. It was like 2021, man. And I and I don't remember, you know, exactly or how it turned out. But it got to the point where and my phone would just blow up nonstop. You were double time. Yeah, my phone would just blow up nonstop. And after a while, you're like, you know, how can it hurt? So I started selling them for cheap to just a few people. Yeah, yeah. And they started having success. And then more people after they seen the success wanted them. Mm-hmm. And it was like nothing that I tried to push. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it wasn't something that I was like, you know, you guys, you know, must have or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Or I was doing it very, very. And I think that's what people gravit, you know, gravitate to it because I was just doing it openly, you know, as a family thing, as a. Yeah, dude, that's, <clears throat> you know, that's like so I wasn't I, it because it's it wasn't. I really, it's a hard thing to explain, man, because right now I still to this day have a hard time believing it. You know what I mean? That anybody messages me and wants anything that I make. You know what I mean? I think you even had one. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I did. Oh. I, I cashed out on a tournament with, with the tiny Tom. <laughs> you know, I have, and it's funny because I can't even say no names, but there's a couple guys, man, that don't even, they don't even want me to sell them to guys around them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. they're winning tournaments with them, you know? And uh, so it's, so it literally started me making a going to the new one that I've been working on, which is just a micro tiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's the same thing, the same that, the same uh, complete uh, shape and and all that, but it's just shrunk down to an exact three inches. Yeah. So what was the was the tum tum tum? Was that the first bait that you messed around with, or was that the first bait that? that people kind of reached out and wanted? Uh, no, from the beginning, the first bait that I thought that uh, was going to get attention was the baby nuisance, and it did. Like, that bait from the first time I made it, I gave some away, and then, yeah, everybody had to have one. Uh, Johnny was catching fish. Everybody just started slamming fish on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of nowhere, tournament wins out of nowhere, and uh, it just went crazy, so I started selling them, selling them for 90 bucks a piece. And then me, I got bored with those really quick, like, and carved something else. Yeah. And then that was it. I just couldn't conform. You know, I'd, I'd make something, get a few out there. I'd get tired of building it and carve up another, you know, uh, like that. Yeah. When, when you first started, did you have, like, any background in painting or anything? Or how did, how did you get to that point? No painting. No painting. Um. Uh, I might have base coated two or three times. I right, worked. Yeah. Uh, um, I had an experience in like adding hardware. I used to work with uh, Brett Legrady from uh, the donut. He bakes the donut. Yeah. And I used yeah. to help him make donuts. Now it was his shape and all, so he used to have to do the shape himself because it was a handmade shape. But I helped him put in like screw eyes and uh, yeah, you know, uh, sanding. You know, mm-hmm. uh, like I never really did any of the extensive stuff. I never really painted anything. Uh, so no, I didn't. I mean, I didn't know how to do any of that stuff until that's something else that I had to learn from scratch, man, that I had to access over. Uh, and since I was, I know I'm stupid. I had to expend the money on super high quality equipment. So it'd be easier for me. Yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? So, uh, 
so yeah, man. Damn, and so you've just, I mean, was it a point where you were just kind of putting down paint on baits and you got better at it, or have you had you yeah, been Yeah, yeah, it was shitty. It was horrible. It looked yeah. like complete, absolute. It, yeah, it looked like a kid did it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it was bad, you know. Uh, I went through about 35 different airbrushes, Damn. 150 different paint variations, uh, different clear coats over and over and over and over again. Failing, spent twenty, thirty thousand dollars, man, just in materials trying to learn. And it took years, man, for me to get to where I'm at right now, to have the materials for everything to be congruent. You know what yeah, I mean? Dude. For everything, just uh, for us, everything that we have works with each other. Everything has is perfect. There's no, uh, it's meant to move quick and be done quick. Now we're in full production. You know what I mean? We've yeah. learned everything, and and we're in full, uh, we're in full swing. You know what I mean? It took a while to get here. Uh, it was the, some of the hardest work that I've ever done in my life, the longest hours that I've ever put into anything, uh, the most I've ever hurt myself doing any type of job, mm -hmm. the most we've argued with each other over any type of job. I believe the most, that. Uh, I mean, just anything, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like we are all, we're all here because we persevered. We're mm -hmm. all here because we know how to shut up and work. You know what I yeah. mean? We all know how to put our heads down and and uh, and work our tail off, man, to make it. You know, mm -hmm. uh, for that, one, that that first that first like big um, kind of sale push you had. Did you have baits pre-made and sold, or did you guys do a pre-order just to see so you weren't wasting money on stuff? Well, this is the situation with the way I do things, right? Remember, I was a consumer for many years. Yeah, I mean, for many 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 years i was a consumer you know so you got to understand that i spent a lot of money myself mm -hmm. you know on all these type of swim baits you know what i mean yeah yep and i started watching you cut up that cigar and you lost my whole train of thought like what are you doing <laughs> man like what are you doing <laughs> this dude just thinks he's joe rogan he has a damn cigar popping <laughs> What were we talking about, bro? <laughs> we were talking about uh, when when you first did like your first big sale of baits. How did oh, you guys? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 man. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've never had anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was the tum tums. I had to do because of because of me being a person that's bought swim baits and had to message builders. Mm -hmm. Oh man, you got to wait on the drop. Yeah. Oh, you got to wait on the drop. Oh, man, you got to wait on a drop. I used to get really happy when somebody says, hey, man, I can take your order, but mm -hmm. you might have to wait a couple of weeks, but you won't have to fight. You'll get a bait. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, man, yes, I'm too old for online drops. I'm too right. old for all this crap. I give you 140 bucks in a few weeks. Just give me my bait. I don't got to fight nobody. All this stuff mm -hmm. has always been uh, popular. There's always been little of them. Yeah. It's always been the same. So <laughs> there's never been nothing wrong with me. I've never been burnt on a pre-order. And, I've, and it's always worked for me when I was the purchaser. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So when I first started getting messages, I always told them, oh, well, everybody used to always tell me, man, do drops, do drops. Okay. So I started messaging people. Hey, uh, uh, yeah, they'll be available soon, man. I'll be making such and such. I've got a drop coming. Yeah. This is what you get on PMs when you say that. Man, I work... Uh, you know, during that time, right? <laughs> or I can never hit online uh, the internet. 
Yeah. You know, blah, 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 blah. And every time that I was telling those guys, oh, well, you know, it is what it is, man. Right. You got to wait for the drop just like everybody else. I'm losing a customer. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. I feel that anytime I did that, I was losing a customer. Yeah. Guys get discouraged. Yeah. 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 Like, man, I got to fight 300 people for 15 to 20 baits. Mm-hmm. Website right? probably crash, you know, just. just yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so. I just was human about it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Everybody can have a bait. Yeah. Let me know. I'll take yeah. an order. You give me a few weeks, I'll get you your bait. Mm-hmm. We work hard. We work nonstop. Sometimes it's going to take longer, but we won't be. Sometimes you, we won't be the company that you'll have to wait a year or six months. Yeah, chase down for a bait. We, we bust our ass. Yeah, I answer every single one of my messages instantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will always return, refund whatever you need. My baits are guaranteed hundred percent unless you cast it off. And if you, they're guaranteed for life. If yeah. you cast off the bait, I'll give you. A replacement for ninety dollars. Yep. On a replacement. Which I mean, that's that's a hell of a deal. That's well, good yeah. business. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I do. I've I took one dude just lost and messaged me, uh, Dana Gentry yesterday. Uh, man, I you know I cast it off my tiny time. I need another one. All right, brother. You know what I you know ninety bucks. You know a replacement fee. Mm-hmm. He don't got to pay full price for a tiny time. Yeah. And he gets a bait. I mean, it's like... Yeah, because he uses... I do this to anybody that uses my baits. They're guaranteed for life. All you got to do is fish my stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Simple as that. Yeah, dude, that's that's badass. I mean, you don't... Off the top of my head, you don't see another builder do anything like that. That's that's badass. And I I do this actively. Yeah. Like, I'm not telling you this because it's something that I'm just trying to sound good or people are listening to this podcast or, or this is how I live and I do my business on a daily basis. You know what I mean? You can ask and that's everybody that's ever, you know, this is me and my whole family period. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, this is just how we approach things because once you put down that hundred and whatever that I buy for that, ba- or spit that I charge for that, for that lure, mm-hmm. you're getting just more than a lure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're part of my family now, dog, whether you like it or not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know and what like, I mean? Yeah. And, and guys are, guys are used to buying rods with lifetime warranties, but a bait, that, like I said, that's that's never been a thing. In that, yeah, that no, it is. It's a li- I have a lifetime warranty on the lure. If you f- I'll fish the lure and your paint comes off, I'll either get to I'll pay for a painter of your choice. You can send it to me, and I'll repaint it and send it back. You know, I do this all the time. You know, uh, anything happens to your bait, man, uh, let me know. I'll make you another one. Uh, you when you buy that, when you spend that money, you're just not getting a bait that time. You're getting a bait that you'll have forever as long as you're using it. You know what yeah, I mean? Dude. And even That's if bad. it goes to the next person, if that next person is using it, the warranty moves on to them. Hell yeah, dude. That is, that's so sick. <clears throat> and so, I mean, do you remember off the top of your head with that first, like how fast your first couple drops and pre-orders had gone? Like, did they fill up and drop super fast? When I did the, uh, was it Tum Tum, regular Tum no, Tum? Pre- was, was that a pre-order? So how did we do Tum Tums? We just did those, whoever wanted them. No, we did a pre-order, but it was just like silent. Like people were just messaging me when they found out. I don't know, but the first pre-order that I did, not even a drop uh-huh. that I remember, it was for Tiny Tums, and I had to stop it like at what is it, two hundred? No, yeah, it was it was a lot. It was like yeah, I had to stop it at like two hundred and something baits in a matter of thirty or forty seconds. It was like seconds, like it wasn't even a minute, and it yeah. was done. 
Yeah, it was ridiculous. And that's how it always is. It's not like that just now. Right. I do everything on my family page. I don't have a legal dope swim bait page or, or any of that stuff, man. I, you're my family, so it's just me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Legal dope LLC is for the people, you know, for the tax for yeah. the tax bracket. You're just my family. You know what I mean? I you're like just that, yeah. me. Yeah, running on my page. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You're just on <laughs> you're on my Facebook. You know what I mean? That's all it right. is. Yeah. So I do my my lives, my drops, whatever there. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And uh yeah, every time I do them like that, man, they're it's just, you know. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. I know the one drop the drop that I got in, I think it was that like June, maybe? Yeah. June ish. That drop, that drop filled up like quick. And I think the only reason I got into it is somebody had backed out and I think you'd had like 150 spots open. And I was one of the last ones. I, I think you had gone live and there was already like 70 comments when I saw it. I was like, oh shit. And I watched the live and I commented on it. And like I said, there was, I mean, there was a shit ton of guys that got in on that drop. I know. And there was a lot yeah. of people underneath me too. <laughs> yeah. I'll be doing another one like that. If, if, if the guys wanted act like I think they want them. For mm -hmm. like the three inch tiny tum for the tourney series. Yeah. Um I'll do a pre order. I think I'll do only one pre order like that again. Mm -hmm. Uh but for most of the year, because I need to slow down and live my life, I will be going to smaller drops. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I yeah. still will do pre orders on the popular stuff. Right. You know what I mean? I will do like on uh the three inch tiny tum once fish starts getting caught on those and uh, we're working on them now, you know what I mean? So once yeah. we start, you know, dialing those in and fish start getting caught by some of our regular, you know, popular anglers that we know, mm -hmm. and uh, I'll end up doing a uh, drop on the three-inch, uh, a pre-order on that one. Yeah, dude, that's um, sick. Maybe painted by Brett or somebody, you know. Yeah. How how long does it take you to turn around, you know, 100 and 150 baits, you know, just, just on average? It takes me weeks to make 50. Yeah, three yeah. to four weeks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so that's why the pre-orders, you know, uh, you know, last that long. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Like that. that we take that because it, because you know, think about this. There is not only do we have to make the baits. Each one of these, if we do hundred and fifty of them, mm -hmm. that is hundred and fifty tails. Each yeah. tail takes two pins to put in. Mm -hmm. We're talking about double for split rings, double yeah. two hooks on each bait, 150 of them. Mm -hmm. We have to individually make each one of these tails. So you got to pour yeah. 150 tails. Different colors and shit. You got to put in strategically and straightly 150 <laughs> lips. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Then you got to paint. If I'm painting them myself, mm -hmm. you know, then Junior's got to clear Yep. 150 baits. You know what I mean? Yeah, then we have dude. to put two eyes. Yep. And 150 baits. <laughs> now, it might be accurate that, you know, we can make a bunch of them as far as bodies go. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? We have a, it takes a long time to fill in that process. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. That, there's a lot of, there's a lot of small stuff sanding them and everything. Like, there's, that's a lot of work. And mind you, we do it quicker than most because we are very efficient. You know what uh -huh. I mean? But it's still a lot. And we just don't work on one lure. Yeah. One time. You know, when I, this box that we have now is a variety of things. Butterballs, uh, rapes, you know, uh, tiny tons, you know, of cranking and uh, wakes, you know. So, yeah, we have 
Yeah, dude, that's that's crazy. Uh, fuck, what was I gonna say? What what's your what's your favorite bait to make? As far as like you know, you guys can just you guys can bang them out. You know, super smooth, and you guys you guys enjoy doing them. Half fresh molds, tiny tums of the lick. Yeah, they're aerodynamically the easiest bait we can make. They take the less tuning time. Yep, they swim very. They're very very. I don't know what I did, but <laughs> symmetrically, uh, the Dremels, when Junior does the Dremel holes, all of it comes into fruition to make a fire bait. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that makes it that makes it super nice on you guys. Like after the first, after you make that master and it comes out perfect like that. I mean, that's hard to beat. Yeah. Junior, by the way, does all the molding. Oh, OK. Yeah, he makes all the molds. That's that's freaking sick. You guys do the silicone molds. Yeah, yeah, silicone molds. He's the one that does all the molds. How uh, how long did it take you to kind of find a resin you liked and and just kind of get get your process down? About twenty thousand dollars in a whole year. I I believe that. Like uh, like I was talking to somebody and I was like, yeah, I mean, you figure out your mold and everything, and then you pretty much you know you pour what ten gallons of resin down the drain, more or less, figuring out what you like and your 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 uh your uh, ingredient or not your ingredients your uh yeah it's quite sometimes it's more <laughs> sometimes it's more the most expensive thing is when you start dealing with the silicone for mm -hmm. like mold making and the silicone for tails it's yeah. very 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 expensive and it's very very um mold making is tedious yeah yeah dude i can i can only freaking imagine now when you got into that with that prior knowledge, did that kind of set you off for that, or did you have to YouTube a lot of stuff? For what prior knowledge? Uh, for, for making the molds. I didn't know anything. Okay. I didn't know yeah. anything. I had to look yeah. everything up or ask friends. Or... Yeah, yeah. Uh, big ups to Marlin Bates. <laughs> yeah, he's the one that put it on. Or no, or, or Solar solar Bates, you know what I mean? Okay. His yeah. video. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, luckily that I'm a visual learner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can physically watch something and learn it. You know what I mean? So, Yeah, dude, that's that's freaking crazy. So was the first bait you sold, was that the Tum Tum, the first one that you kind of dropped? Baby Nuisance. Oh, Baby Nuisance. Okay. a couple okay. of drops on the Baby uh, Asian carp. What, what was the thought behind the Tum and the Tiny Tum? Were you just like, I kind of want a, a crankbait style, crank down bait? Yeah, I just wanted a, a, deep, a deeper crank, you know, uh, not many people made something that was a medium-sized crank, like, you know, seven to eight foot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. And I've always had success on, like, you know, uh, that style of bait. So uh, I just, you know, that's what I enjoyed to make because at first, you know, you make them for yourself. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you fish them and you make was, But the big tum-tum was just – I was just having fun one night just carving something. I didn't know it was going to be what it was. Right. In fact, I didn't like it. When I posted it, everybody went fucking stupid. I'm like, oh. <laughs> like okay like yeah. why do people like till this day i don't get it right yeah it's the goofiest looking fucking knothead bottle nose dolphin looking thing you know what i mean <laughs> and then i what don't was... get what the aesthetic was for people to like them so but yeah. everybody went crazy over them it was you know they flipped immediately on the flip of pages for 450 350 uh yeah it was crazy for a while now you can't get one unless you pay 200 250 you know what i mean yeah what was uh did somebody bring the idea to you about the tiny tum or is that something that you would kind of always thought about once you once people like the tum tum 
yeah, the Tum Tum was really big. I was getting a lot of complaints like, oh, they know it was this big. They were getting, you know, 7.5 inches, 4.5 ounces. You know what I mean? People are kind of like, man, I didn't know it was this big. They didn't know how big my hands was to make base look small. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So they got it. You know, it was a whole dinner plate on their hand. They were like, Shit. yeah. So I was like, man, this is too big, bro. You got any plans on making anything smaller? Are you going to buy it? Oh, yeah, well, as a matter of fact, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get to yeah. it. So that's and how you- I went, you know what I mean? So eventually I made a post. You know, I always just throw a post out there to get a, you know, what do you guys think about a tiny, tiny, you know, small, you know, version of the Tom Tom? And everybody was like, hell yeah, you know, hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? I carved it, man. Send it to a couple people. And the more people got them and, and felt the dimensions in their hands, you know what I mean? They they were fucking around with the dimensions. They were like, yeah. this looks ridiculous. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man. Do you remember those first couple that you sent out and the fish that guys were catching on them? Were you surprised at all? Uh, yes, man. Yeah. Uh, the tiny tum because it like it was also like the tum tum. You know what I mean? Like it was a bait that that uh I didn't think was gonna. You know, when I seen it swimming, I did tell the kids when I started fishing it myself mm-hmm. and I started swimming. I literally looked at him and said, "Do this thing." No, we all had that. Yeah, we, I was like, man, this thing's going to make me rich. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? I'm going to be honest with you. I was like, dude, like, what the hell, you know? I was like, man, it, it's so good. You know what I mean? Like, the little thing is good, you know? Like, right. uh, some of the best swim bait guys have owned them and got them in their hands. People like Gail and, you know, Ralph Party. You know what I mean? Guys have been around for a long time, man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the messages that I got back from Gail were just absolutely insane. You know, Carp Hugger. Yeah. You know, like, man, is refreshing. You know what I mean? And uh, when he's talking to me like that, you already know, you know. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. When when Gail, when Gail's giving you, you know, really, you know, patting you on your back, you're like, holy shit, this is this, like, this means yeah. something. Because he's, yeah, it's he's it. Shit. Yeah, it, it, this is it. You know what I mean? I, I've made it. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, when the big sticks started catching fish on them, you know, my friends, man, that, you know, big hammers, you know what I mean? They started catching fish on them, man. And, and, uh, you know, the first few guys that I sent them to, you know what I mean? They started slamming fish on them. You know what I mean? Grateful for all that, you know. Uh, when, uh, did you have, when you made the tiny tum, did you think that it was just as ugly as the tum tum? Or are you like, okay, no. No, no I love cool. that. That little thing looked that. gnarly. <laughs> I knew that little thing looked gnarly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Labor love. Yeah. Yeah. He was a uh, little tiny tum was a, he was a love child from, from the first time we set eyes on him. You know what I mean? Hell yeah, dude. Now, before you started, did you have an idea of the size bill and everything you were going to put in, or was that kind of on-the-fly type shit? Never on the fly, man. I do a lot of math, for sure. I don't do no measuring, but, yeah, you know, uh, the lip, you have to do... When you go to put a lip slot in, man, you're going to have to do some kind of degrees, you know what I mean? And yeah. although I can do them by, by hand now, you know what I mean? I know what angle I wanted to. For that particular bait, I wanted a certain angle, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I did have to... Uh, map that the angle of the lip of the of the tiny tongue out because to get a bait this short, this small, to get as deep as this does, uh, the head has to be like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. So between the head and this, you don't even got to put weight in this bait. If this lip catches and the head catches, the water is going to swim. Yeah. I mean, because of the aerodynamics between this, you know, just the hydrodynamics of the bait. Uh, it's a sound bait. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Damn. 
So you, you get the tiny tum and tum tum all done up and then guys are buying them, buying those and stuff. Was there ever word here? Were you ever lax? Were you like, okay, like I'm just gonna sell these or are you Bro, always has anybody ever tell you you look like Justin Bieber? No. Well when I was younger. Lie. Yeah. Don't lie. Okay, yeah. Right. When I was younger, okay. yeah. Okay, yeah. I was, I always like, get told when I when I used oh. to have my mullet and stuff, I always used to get told, uh oh shit, what movie is it? There's a show. I, I don't know if it's Stranger Things or something. I don't know. There's some guy that has a mullet and a mustache. And guys are always like, oh, you look like, you look like that guy. <laughs> uh, Silly. <laughs> oh, um, was there ever a point in time when you, when you first came out and guys were really loving the Tiny Tum and the Tum Tum, were you kind of complacent? Or have you always been carving new baits and dicking around with new ideas and stuff? Man, after the tiny time I've carved the wraith, the butterball, white, white, uh, white perch, regular perch, mm -hmm. three crappies. I mean, uh, no, uh, three trouts. I do it nonstop, man. Yeah. Yeah, I have like, I don't know, 80 to 100 profiles at least. Damn, dude. So when you, when you do get a new idea, do you just kind of, uh, you know, shut the door, put some music on and carve or how's the, how's that process go for you? No, nah, I don't even take me that long to go through all that problem, man. Oh, really? So you, you got an idea in your mind. You just know how you're going to tackle it. Yeah. It takes about a good 45 minutes, man. Now, <laughs> damn dude, you, you got it down then. Like you, like you said, you've, you've carved enough that you know what you're doing. My brother, I don't know if you've been watching, but I've been carving completely carving and molding a bait in the same day. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's, that's yeah, like, I do all that in the same day. Sometimes I've done two in yeah. the same day. Yeah. Fully carved, fully molded in the mm -hmm. same day. You have no patience, man. As a matter of fact, my silicone is a 15-minute cure. Right, yeah. Damn, yeah. dude. Yeah, you got, you got it down. You know what you want. And you, you do it. Immediately. Junior toner mold in 25 minutes. Damn, that's, that is slick, dude. You burn through a mold in 25 minutes. That is badass. And then do you, do you, uh, when you come up with this stuff, like, do you know off the bat, like, this is something I want to make in the future and you make some and send them out to guys, or do you sit on a lot of stuff and decide on what you want to do with it moving forward? I sit on 90%. I have stuff that, I mean, you know that everybody knows that I carve. Yeah. I just only sold a tiny tum, the tum tum. I sold a few rapes and a few butter balls, but I haven't done no drops on anything, but those, but I have stuff that I haven't even I mean, I have the do baby, you know, I have, uh, you know, this big old trout, you know, I have, yeah. you know, all kind of, man, I have that shit that I forgot about, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, have, right. I so my, I don't have time, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't have time to put out all the stuff I want to put out. The little chicken strip that I just made, that little trout yeah. is going to be insane, you know right. what I mean? Uh, that thing's going to be ridiculous, you know? Yeah, uh, that's, that's crazy. You know, uh, the wood tiny tums I'm putting out, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, the soft bait I'm coming out with. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I was gonna. I was gonna ask about the soft bait. Where did that idea come from? I just looked at this one day. Yeah, and it already has the joints in it, right? Yep. And um, you're like, that, it's just like it's just like a flag two fifty five, pretty much. If you do those mesh joints, it's like the fucking same exact thing. That is, that'll be slick. That'll be awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna just mold it like that, and it already has the. Actually, I'm gonna sand it more and get a little bit thinner. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I get it nice and clean or whatever. But yeah, then I'm uh, molded. Actually, he's making me one, uh, a rendering with a tail on it. Mm -hmm. So it'll be better. So once I mold that one 
it'll have the little things like that and it'll be a soft uh a soft tiny tum get floating plastic so it'll float yeah I'll put mesh in the joints yep so it'll yeah. stay in peace that'll be sick when when you're carving stuff are you just using like a utility knife or do you have like a carving knife that you like to use right there where'd it go Lorraine? where's it at my red knife Oh, Japanese. I just seen it. Is it on the sh uh, <laughs> right there on the fireplace? Is it on the fireplace? The black Japanese knife. <clears throat> okay, this right here. They can't see it. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna. Be I use an NZ cutter. Okay. It's a Japanese uh, Japanese blade. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just you chip off your. Yep. Your deal, but this one's high quality, made in Japan. And uh, also for the gills and all that, I just use a really thin exacto knife. Yeah, his. When you first started off, were you using stuff like those knives that nice, or were you just kind of using utility knives and stuff? I started. I, I kept on using these because that's what I started using. Right, yeah, and I'm sure I just I, learned with what I had because I didn't have time to keep on searching and buying different. Yeah, exactly. And like once, the once same items I've used, I made a post like two years ago on Facebook and mm -hmm. showed these items, and they're still the exact same items. <laughs> That's badass, dude. Yeah. That's, when, when you when you find something and it works for you, I mean, why change it, really? Well, yeah, especially when you're as dumb as I am. So that's that. It doesn't help that we start Put with the best possible stuff we could pay for. It. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, that helps a lot. <laughs> when when you um when you first started making these baits and stuff, did you have like guys who you wanted to test these baits in mind or was it kind of just a post and, and see who comments on it and who who you think would be a good uh like a good model for the baits it all depends how it came about man like i've been in a swim bait game long enough that i had you know ideas been uh, going all the you know it's just the same people that have always been yeah yeah uh, testing baits i was just always been their friend anyway you know what i mean mm -hmm. so uh and i and i'm an angler you know i've been a great angler for Tested you know what I mean? Uh, many years. You know what I mean? Yeah. I test my own stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Uh, at this point, my formula is always the same. Doesn't matter what I make, it's always going to be the same. You know right. what I mean? Uh, the yeah. durability is going to be the same because all the materials are still the same. Yeah. All the line ties and the screw eyes that I use are always going to be the same. My rubber, my plastic is always going to be the same. So I can carve and make a bait today and it'll work. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter yeah. who. I mean, for the sake of uh, everything else, you know, I do send them to testers. You know what I mean? Right. I do send them to other people to catch fish. You know what I mean? But yeah. for me, I don't need to. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, in my mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. of the years that I have in this and not the years that I have in selling or doing any of that. You know what I mean? Just the fact that before I was building baits, you know, I knew what it took. You know, I tested baits for people. You know what I mean? Right. I was that, I was that person. You know what yeah. I mean? I had yeah. to tell people if their stuff was good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or what, why can't what I tell needed. that on? Why can't I tell that on my own? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. If people were reaching out to me for all these years for me to test their stuff, you know what I mean? I can no, definitely test feeling. my own. Yeah. You, know I mean? you feel me? I can yeah. definitely no, tell exactly. you if my baits are sound or not, or if they're worthy of of selling them. You know what I mean? But yeah, I do yeah. have. Uh, I send them to to anybody. You know what I mean? To mm -hmm. you know to the regular sticks that we know. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, man. I, I mean, in almost all of them, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I give them to, I spread them out to, 
to I even give them to people that ask me. You know, I'm nice enough. There was somebody asked me, hey, bro, can I test one of your lures? Yeah, bro, I don't care, man. When I come out with this one, I'll send it to you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Badass. What uh, do you do you have any certain gear you recommend as far as like rod, line, reels or anything for for some of the baits? Shameless plug time. Shameless plug time. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, no. uh, I. uh, I use mostly Shimano reels and 100% F5 rods. Uh, my favorite rods from F5 are the Blackout, which I don't think you can get anymore. 710 Blackout, and then I have a custom, full custom that Brad made for me, which is a 9.6. Okay. Uh, six power, very, very uh, uh, noodly, you know what I mean? Yeah. Super parabolic. Yeah. It's not actually nine foot long. It was a cut down from the bottom nine foot. Okay. So the yeah. only like eight foot. So it made it even more parabolic. And uh, it's the first of the white DRT style handles from like back. I, I gave him the idea and he made my rod like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. And that's I've been using. And I've had those rods since I didn't have any. They've lasted me forever. So. Yeah, uh, I fish at five uh, Shimano. Uh, my favorite type of line is usually some Seaguar and Vizex. Been using it for a long time, between seventeen and twenty pounds. And uh, as far as Shimano reels, it doesn't really make a difference. You know what I mean? As long as it holds enough line for the bait that I'm using, if it's a yeah. tiny two hundred, is enough for me. You know what I mean? Uh, it can be a two hundred Tranks, two hundred Corrado, uh, two hundred Corrado DC. I have all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can either the line, you know, whatever. I like using very the lightest line I can. Yeah. So I'll go down to 15 pounds for like the tiny toms and the raves and, you know, uh, that type of stuff. And 20 pounds for anything over five ounces. Yep. Do you have a preference in, in the speed of your reels at all? Uh, it depends. If I'm just fishing the glide, man, it has to be fast for me. Yeah. But aside from here. anything, my baits will all work from uh, six gear all the way up to an eight gear, you know. Have has anybody come forward to you and like talked about like like hey I I fished your bait this way and you're like oh my gosh like I never thought about fishing it that way. Um, oh, a couple hmm. of times a lips pop out and he's still fishing like that. Big heads. <clears throat> Can you rephrase that question again? Like, has anybody came towards you and they're like, hey, dude, like, uh, maybe maybe they just modded your baits in a different way and they, it swims a little bit different and you never thought you never thought oh, about well, doing that. The thing that I did find out was that for the most part, I try to make the lips on my on my baits break away because okay. most people they want to some people fish at night or some people are aimlessly casting. And mm-hmm. what happens is when you epoxy something or you hard glue a lip into resin. When you hit something, nine times out of ten is going to snap it with the plastic still in the bait, or you're going to snap it and break resin off of the lure yep. with the lip. So I started making uh, my lips break away. So I tack them in strong enough to where you can use them for fishing. Yeah. But if you hit something, the lip will just pop out. Yeah. You know what I mean? So a couple guys that their lips popped out, they were fishing it. And they were like, dude, this thing is a dope lipless wake. You know what I mean? So one yeah. day I just casted one like that, and it's it's the best. Like, it's just the top water wake doesn't go yeah. down, you know, three-piece swim, and it's amazing. You know what I mean? So <laughs> may come out with one of those one a day, you know, wake, lipless waking tiny time, you know. 
yeah, dude, that that's actually pretty badass that somebody did that, and then they're like, oh fuck, well maybe I'll, I'll still have it. I'm just gonna cast it, and they're like, holy crap, like I, yeah, I didn't know fit this like at night. Yeah, they they sent me fish pictures of it like that. Really? Yeah. So I mean, it it, it works. Like stucky tree works too. Yeah. Oh, uh, a guy he got a video on YouTube. He was fishing the tiny tummy, got caught on a branch. Uh huh. Fish came out of the water to get it off the branch. No shit, dude. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Damn, I'll have to I'll have to look that up. That's yeah, crazy. He knocked it. He was knocking, you know, bending over, and as soon as the water, <laughs> the bait made it to water commotion, man. The yeah. fish came up and grabbed that joker, man. It was crazy as hell. That's badass. Going off of that, what are what are some of the cool stories that I mean, I'm sure when guys send you a picture, they talk about how they caught that fish. What are some ones that kind of stick out to you that you're like, oh my gosh, like I that's crazy to hear? Well, the the videos. <laughs> the yeah, cast. Cast, cast, <laughs> the cast. <laughs> The cast of catches, man, like, it's incredible, bro, because I don't make, see, the fun, the bad part about it is, is that my baits aren't wakes for the most part. So I don't get the video with, like, the blow up, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I get the video or them cranking, you know what I mean? But uh, as far as uh, stories go, I really can't think nothing on top of my head because I'm old. You know what I mean? But the muskie was a cool story. You know what I mean? That, uh, Josh Daniels that uh, yeah. Joshua Daniels caught, you know what I mean? Yeah, that dude. was a cool story because the the tiny tum was gold, and for some reason that day the fish were hitting it, uh, hitting that color, you know what I mean? And he was watching the fish come up in clear water, and you could see the gold bait and the fish trying to eat at the bait. So that was a cool, you know. Uh, that's that's badass, dude. What uh, I mean, like I said, you probably you get a lot of messages every day. It probably fish pictures. And guys catching fish and stuff, I'm sure, right? Oh yeah, yeah, man. That stuff never stops, man. I mean, right now it's not cranking time, so yeah, I'm not getting no cranking pictures from no tiny tums. But the guys that have my glides, I've gotten some pictures over the last couple of days. You know, hell yeah, dude. So, is there any like stories or fish catches that that stand out to you, whether they be like super big fish or PBs for guys you know? Yeah, Jesse Ruiz caught his PB, man. He's been made, he's been getting made fun of, bro. He's been throwing everything, and people just kept on telling him, "Man, he can't be able to get a fish over three pounds." And then one day, man, he makes that post, caught my PB six, almost seven pounds in Illinois. You know how that is. You're up that yeah. area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He caught it. He caught an Illinois fish, bro, off of that nuisance, man, and six some caught his PB on it. You know what I mean? That was one of the best stories. Uh, my buddy Ralph Party. He's one of the old, long guys that's been in the swim bait game for a long time. Had one of the biggest collections, swim baits. He fell out of love with it. Hasn't been fishing hard. Hasn't been posting no pics. As a matter of fact, I don't even think anybody can see where last time. He's one of those guys that just stopped posting. And everybody yeah. talks about You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then uh, well-known, very highly respected. You know what I mean? And then uh, he reached out. I got him a tiny tongue. And he sent me a picture, bro, several times. Happy again out there fishing, throwing a tiny tongue. That's uh, sick, dude. Yeah, it was a great moment, man, because, uh, like I said, I haven't seen it in yeah. years. I mean, in years. You know what I mean? I haven't seen Ralph post a picture or a picture of uh, him with a fish or any of that until, mm-hmm. you know, with a tiny tum. So that's a, that's a that's a dope one, man. You know, um, and I listen to everybody, bro. So many stories, man. Uh, so many catches, man, you know, and I'm proud of all of them. Uh doesn't even matter the size, man. You know, I I know how hard it is to catch a fish on a swim bait. Yeah, yeah. That's of any size. You know what I mean? Choked the best one in my 
what are uh what are some things we can expect from from legal dope in 2023 2024 you guys got anything coming down the shoot that you want to share or tease yeah yeah man we're doing wooden tiny tums yeah wood 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 grain tiny tums we have the three inch resin tiny tum crank coming turning series we have the soft uh segmented waking crank tiny coming out the do baby bluegill ultra slim glide is coming out um the two tum two piece tum tum will be dropped this year hell yeah dude uh so will about 10 to 15 other profiles hell yeah dude to be determined sick so uh what else do we have Oh, V2 Tum Tum. Okay. That was a micro tum. Yeah, I already told him the micro three inch uh, tiny tum or micro tum. Um, The stuff we have already made up, what else do we got to put out? Chicken strip that we already have carved up. Just stay tuned for what we got coming. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Because it's going to be dope. If this works out with this, on a soft deal, mm-hmm. we'll be getting a whole bunch of different soft cranks. Yeah, dude. That'd be, and that'd soft be awesome. Cranks. You know what yeah. I mean? A variety of them in different profiles. Yeah, dude. That'd be, be crazy. You guys can come by. Add me on Facebook, man. I do the giveaways two or three times a week. Yeah, that's what uh, I was going to say. Uh, closing it up, what are, how, can, how can guys who already aren't following you or anything, how can they get a hold of you? Where can they follow you at? That sort of stuff. Uh, it's just my regular homepage, man. Edwin Quilan Chardon on Facebook. Uh, just family, man. I just bring you guys along with me. Uh, yeah, I do dude. all my drops and all my stuff there. I really don't have a website. I like to keep it family style. Anybody can always talk to me. I don't yeah. mind on one-on-one and taking your orders or listening to what paint jobs you want or none of that stuff bothers me. I encourage it. Uh, shoot me a message whenever, man. Uh, I like to talk to my customers. I like to talk to future customers. Yep. I like to share my stories. You know, I like to listen to their stories, you know. Yeah. Uh, family oriented, man. Uh want everybody to know that uh, I'm, you know, you can message me at any time. Uh, your request will never go on, you know, deaf ears. I'll always be here. And uh, that's what it is, man. Hell yeah, dude. Um, one last thing. Is there any uh, pre-orders or anything that's going to be opened up anytime soon for people who, who want to bait? Um, for, for right now and for this podcast, um, I'll open some orders. So okay. if any of your viewers would like a Tiny Tum or a Butterball, uh, shoot me a message, man, to my to my page, and yep. then we'll get you going, man. You know, uh, about at three to four weeks now. Mm-hmm. Uh, chicken strips are what I'm working on next. Hell yeah, dude. After I get out the base that I'm working on now. <laughs> so if you guys need anything, man, just PM me. If you guys want any information on what I'm going to have available in the future, uh, shoot me a PM, man. If you have any ideas of a fish uh, that you want to see or any ideas of something that you would like built or any type of uh thing that you would like to see out there as far as swim bays go or something like it shoot me a message we'll make that happen 
it's your idea, we'll even let you name it. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's one of those things, you know. Hell yeah, dude! I'll uh, I'll link your Facebook and stuff for anybody who doesn't already follow you. They can they can use the show description and they can follow you there. Shoot you a PM if they're interested in anything. Obviously, like you just yeah. said, you guys, if you guys want anything, hit them up. Or if you guys just have any questions or you know just just want to ask him about some stuff, hit Edwin up. And he's obviously an open book and he's he's there for you guys. He's there for the consumer, but just badass because you you don't you don't always get that with with some builders out there which is unfortunate but you you put a good name to not only yourself but to builders Edwin I think I think you're doing a hell of a job and you guys you three are doing something pretty kick ass keeping it in the family and doing everything yourself and I I think it's a super cool super cool uh what's the word I want to say here uh, adventure I guess you guys are on right now <laughs> Yeah, that's what it is, man, because we're still together as a family. I still got my kids and I'm happy. I just want to make I just want to make sure that what I'm doing is good for the people. You know what I mean? I'm work hard to make these things nice. If anybody ever has an issue with them, I have a warranty. If anybody needs anything, they can always message me. Uh any tips on how to fish the baits. If you need to personally reach out to me for recommendations on equipment. You can always recommend, you know, you can always hit me up. Uh, if you need a one-off wooden bait made, hit me up. Uh, if you need, you know, anything like that. I take orders for for about anything. So, uh, you know, hit me up if you need anything. Legal Dope is here for you. Hell yeah, dude. I want to I wanna thank you for coming on. Uh, it was kind of spontaneous, but I'm glad you came on. And I'm glad people are going to be able to hear your story because I think it's something that a lot of people are going to be int intrigued with listening and they're like, you're going to be, wow. Like he, you know, he, he's busting his hump and it shows, I think for sure, man. It took a lot. It, it was, I was a mess, man. That's why I can't believe that anybody likes my stuff. I feel grateful because I wasn't always the beacon for, to be looked at as something positive. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, it's kind of surreal now. So yeah, man, appreciate you for having me, man. You're great. I like what you're doing. Hopefully, man, you know what I mean? This will keep on going hard for you. You can talk and, you know, and get more people to come on here. I see yeah, you're doing a good thing, and hopefully it's, you know, it just flourishes for you, bro. And you might get a spot on, uh, uh, what's, the, what's that, uh, Spotify. Yeah, you man. Know? Yeah, that'd be sick. Or, um, oh, yeah, dude, like, you know, or XM Radio or something like that. That'd yeah, be dope. Dude, that, you know I mean? That'd be sick. Uh, one last thing. Are you guys going to be at the Texas Gathering? We forgot to touch on that. Yes, we sure will. Perfect. So we will be there. Probably with peaches. We oh, don't yeah. know what we don't know what we're gonna be getting, but or having yeah. there, but yeah. You guys will be present at least, that's for sure. One hundred percent. Hell yeah, man. Uh I want like I said, I want to thank Edwin for coming on. Um I wanna thank you guys for listening. Uh like I said, I will leave Edwin's Facebook page if you guys don't already follow him. Make sure you guys follow him and like like you said, if you guys have any questions or you know, just, just asking for tips or something, hit him up. Uh, make sure you guys follow the podcast, Instagram, Scales and Tails underscore podcast. Uh, I think that's about Actually, everything. And I also like to excuse my ghetto vernacular. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, but this is just what you get. No, you're good, man. You're good. People, people will enjoy it. That's for sure. But like I said, <laughs> I want to thank Edwin for coming on. I want to thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode because it was a fun one to record. It was fun to to hear the adversities that Edwin has gone through to to not only get to where he is now, but but to set up his family for the years coming. It's super badass, Edwin, and I I'm, I appreciate you coming on, man, and and, to, to, yeah, and saying your story. 
<laughs> later on, brother. Thank you. Yes. All right. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed it, and I'll talk to everybody next time.